Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. The hope of deliverance from these dark times. We are certainly living in dark times, aren't we? I, I know that some days I just feel so weary, like when will it be over? When, when can we go back to gathering together? And even, even in smaller, tighter groups, when, when can we hug one another? I miss it so much, and I know that you do too. And that's a song, it's a song for our times, the hope of deliverance. But we have to hold hope. We have to know that, as Annie said in the musical, the sun will come out tomorrow. We have to hold that truth. And in order, in order to do that, we need patience. Patience is so important because we want it to hurry up and be done. But if you think about what would that be like if you, say, had a baby that was growing inside of you. And I know there comes a point, more than one usually, where you want to hurry up, let it be done. I, don't, I can't endure this anymore. But you don't want it to be done. You want the baby to come when the baby is ready, when the baby is fully grown inside. You, you don't want to rush the process. And we are in that kind of a process. We are in a process where things are changing and, and there, there are systems that are falling apart and it's very uncomfortable and we don't have a clear picture of what will it look like on the other side, but we want a clear picture. And we have to have faith and we have to have hope. We have to hold on that something is coming of all this, that there is treasure in this. There was a story I remember from when I was a child called Snow White and Rose Red. I don't know if you read that particular fairy tale, but there were two young girls, and there was <clears throat> a bear who traveled in the area where they lived, and they befriended this bear. And when winter came, and they felt like the bear would be cold and they invited the bear into their cabin. And so he would warm himself by the fire and they loved this bear. They had become very good friends with the bear and they would wrestle with the bear and he was very gentle with them. And, and in one of those wrestling matches, they noticed that his fur had torn and they saw something gold that was glimmering inside the fur. And that was the first clue that there was a treasure here beyond what they had seen. It turns out that this was a prince who had been enchanted and had taken on the form of a bear as enchantment. And it was the girl's love, ultimately, that set him free. We are alchemists. We are those who turn lead into gold, and we do it through love. So in this time of darkness, when things are not the way we think they should look, where things have been transformed and are uncomfortable and dangerous, we have the power 
with our hearts to look into the situation more deeply and to discover what is shining in there, the light of love, the light that created all that is, the light that is recreating our world into a more beautiful form. We have to hold on to that hope. There is a story about um, a man named Clive James, who's an Australian poet and writer and very, very well-known and successful. But he had an experience in his life where he had just written a play, and the play totally bombed. It was a play on the London stages, so a big deal for this Australian. And it was so badly received. He felt ashamed, and it financially destroyed his family because of what had been invested in that. And when the play closed, he was so depressed. He just sat on the couch and stared at the walls. He couldn't find it in himself to do anything. He had no hope. He felt like his life was over. And his wife just kind of held the family together as best she could. And in the midst of this grieving process that he was doing, his two small daughters came to him and they asked him if he would paint their shabby old secondhand bicycles so they wouldn't look so shabby. So he didn't really want to, but since he wasn't doing anything, he said, all right, he would. And he dragged himself up and he went out. And first he, he painted the bikes a vibrant red. And then he took the, the seat of the bicycle and he painted it with red and white stripes. And then he started putting stars on it, all kinds of white stars all and silver stars all over the bicycles. He, just thousands of stars. He, and the girls were getting impatient, like, <laughs> when can we have our bikes back? But he was busily painting away, and finally he had done. And off the girls went on their magical bikes full of constellations and wonder. And it, then he was like, well, all right, I did that. Now what? The next day, the girls come back, and they're bringing a friend with them who has a bike, and she wants to know, will he paint that one for her? All right, he says, so he paints that one. And that's the next one in a whole series of little kids in the neighborhood who bring their bikes, and he just keeps painting bikes with stars all over them until his whole neighborhood is filled with these magical bicycles. And somewhere in this process, he realizes he has come back to life again. He has found hope. He realizes that he has answered for himself the essential question that failure offers. Do you want to keep making stuff? And his answer was, yes. Yes, I do. And so he told himself somewhere toward the end of this process, I'm going to write about this someday. And, of course, he did. It's like that. Sometimes we get into a place where we just, we feel like it's all over. We don't know. We don't know where we can go 
from here. We are so depressed. And hope seems the furthest thing away. But we need to hold on to hope. We need to hold on to it and never let it go. One of the ways that we can hold on to hope is by noticing the good. You can, there is plenty of bad going on in the world, and the media is more than happy to remind us on a daily basis of how much there is that is wrong with the world. But there is also a tremendous amount of good that's going on if we look for it. So there's a story about a young woman named Amisha who lives in Atlanta, and she was involved in the protests. And one of the things, she, she noticed that at the beginning of the protests, the energy was really heavy and dark and depressing, and, and it didn't feel good. And so she had the idea to create these walls of, what did she call them? Um, a wall of hope is what she called them. And it was something where people could write their feelings, they could write their dreams, what, whatever it was, they could write them on the walls. And as they did that, it, it just created a lighter energy. And then she had the idea of getting loudspeakers set up, and she started playing music like the Macarena and um, hip-hop music and Bob Marley reggae music. And, and so it was making this whole protest environment into more of a party feel to it. And then the next thing that she did was the, the National Guard had been called out and there were all these guardsmen in their riot gear and she went up to one of them and she, to the group of them all in their, in their riot gear and she says, hey, I'm Amisha. How are you feeling? How are your families feeling about you being out here? What do you think about all the things that are going on in the world? And when she asked them that, the first reaction was stunned silence, that somebody was communicating with them as human beings. One man said to her, I understand why people are angry, and that makes doing this job a lot more difficult. A second man just had tears in his eyes. And a third one said, can I get a picture with you? I love you. And that was the start of all these selfies and all these hugs that were given. And, and it was just a whole different relationship. And then the mayor of Atlanta deputized her to help with the curfew. And so, ever creative, she comes up with this idea. She gets this big megaphone, and she's blasting. When I say curfew, you say, go home. Curfew? Go home. <laughs> and so she got everybody doing that. And there, there were some teenagers slipped in there that were trying to make some, some harm out of it. And they, they just overpowered those kids with the megaphone and the call and the response, and they they had to go home too. So it was really quite a wonderful experience for everybody. Now that's something that gives us hope. Despite everything that's going on, here is humanity showing up at its finest. Love being embodied in this world. 
And when we hear stories like that, doesn't it make you feel hopeful? So we have to seek out those stories. They are out there. They are definitely out there. And, and you know how it is. Whenever you look for something, like you, you just have to have a red car and suddenly everybody else has got a red car, you know, it's, that's just the way the mind operates. The thing that we are focused on, we see more of. So it's so important that we focus on that which gives us hope. So we need to be patient. We need to trust the process. We need to look for that which gives us hope. And the final thing that will bring us more hope is to have talismans, something that reminds us of something, something that is good. So it, the talismans can be symbols from nature, like, okay, it's always darkest before the dawn, and we, we think of that Sun, sunrise that we've all sat and watched a sunrise at some point we think of that or we think about something that's hatching out of an egg or we think about a newborn that comes out of the womb we think about the butterfly emerging from the chrysalis these are all images of hope we think about the flowers poking out of the ground after a long winter that is language that speaks to our subconscious, that instills hope in us. We can surround ourselves with those images physically, or we can just hold them in our mind's eye. And then we can also use talismans that are of our own personal experience. So think about a time in your life when there was something that seemed so hopeless. You didn't know how you would ever solve this problem, how, it, how the situation would ever change, how you would ever be able to do this thing that you didn't know how to do, uh, how you would ever recover from the grief that you were feeling, and yet you did. It did turn out in the end. You made something of whatever the situation is because that's who we are. We are creators. We take mud and we, we sculpt it into something. So you have, we all have, those talisman stories in our lives and hold on to those. Remind yourself of those as you go through the dark times because those create the light of hope that will keep you going. We are creating a beautiful world. We are in the process of that now. We have to hold that hope and that knowing. Because if we do that, then like Amisha, we will be inspired to take the next step and the next step, and we will have allies coming to us, empowering us to do things and to go places that we didn't know we were capable of. It is so important we need to take this alchemy, this alchemist job seriously and transform the darkness and the lead of this experience into gold. That's why we are here at this time. Namaste. In the beginning there was the cold and the night, prophets and angels. 
gave us the fire and the light. Man was triumphant, armed with the faith and the will. Even the darkest ages couldn't kill. Too many kingdoms, too many flags on the field, so many battles, so many wounds to be healed. Time is relentless, only true love perseveres. It's been a long time, but now I'm with you after two thousand years. This is our moment Here at the crossroads of time We hope our children Carry our dreams down the line They are the vintage What kind of life will they live? Is this a curse or a blessing that we give? Sometimes I wonder Why are we so blind to fate without compassion? There can be no end to hate, no end to sorrow caused by the same endless fears. Why can't we learn from all we've been through after 2,000 years? After the last war is won, science and poetry rule in the new world to come. Prophets and angels give us the power to see what an amazing future there will be. And in the evening, after the fire and the light, one thing is certain, nothing can hold back the night. Time is relentless, and as the past disappears, we're on the
thousand.